You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. We've got so much to cover. Okay, listen, I want to get Tyler Aki's thoughts on Florida State Syracuse game. I know there's a lot going on there. Dino might be out the door. I don't know. I just, I'm just saying I was rooting for the orange men there. Then we also got to talk about some coastal division. We know that most of the teams that Tyler covers on today's show have a bye week, so plenty of opportunities to talk about that. And then finally, who is going to take the ACC championship crown after week five? We're going to give those predictions today. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, and you bring it up. I mean, you'll get my perspective today. You'll get Drake's tomorrow on the show. But that Syracuse-Florida State game, one of the more entertaining games in the ACC from last weekend. And a lot went down. I think Syracuse fans, happy that they have the quarterback. That battle is over. It is Garrett Schrader's job now. I, I think that Sterling Gilbert, the play caller, has done a very, very poor job at utilizing his strengths. He found something with it. And he just goes away from it once it starts working a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see because if they lay a dud this week against Wake Forest, I think there's a very real chance that we do not see Sterling Gilbert make it out of the week. If they, because they have a game plan in place of what works with Garrett Schrader, mobile quarterback, get him out on the edge, roll him out of the pocket because he's not a good pocket passer. If they utilize his strengths, Sterling Gilbert will be on board. But if they're not using him, I think it may be time to say goodbye. Well, are you fine with Gilbert going but not Dino Babers? Or do you think it starts with, you know, let's get it top down and, like, remove from there? Yes, I, I'm, I'm cool with that because for a couple of reasons here. First of all, you could see a couple times where Dino Babers is yelling into the headset, MFing Sterling Gilbert on the offensive side when he was calling down plays. And and to me, that goes to show, okay, this may be a lot more on Gilbert than it is on Dino. Seems like the players like Dino are bought into what he's doing, have faith that they can be a bowl potential team this season. And all the stuff that comes down, whether it's the the timeouts that need to be burned right before the the play clock hits zero, that's on Gilbert. It's not on Dino Babers. Right, right, right. And I think that ultimately, you know, Babers, you could tell he wanted to get that first win in Tallahassee, and it was right there at his fingertips. But I don't know who needed the game worse, right? I feel like Florida State, for like all sorts of emotional sanity, they needed that dub. And I mean, it's it's great that you can get it from an ACC, you can get it from an Atlantic Division rival, but ultimately, I think it like makes people have a little more confidence for Mike Norvell, maybe. Or you saw Garrett Schrader run over that defense and you're still like, what the hell is going over the, on over there in Tallahassee? Yeah. Right. Hey, listen, Florida State, I don't think they played that well in this game, but they played well enough. And yeah. the, the encouraging thing with the Seminoles, if you're a Seminoles fan, is things are bad right now in Tallahassee. That could have been a game that you rolled over in the first quarter. You didn't. There were a couple of big turning points in that game, a couple of fourth down stops that Florida State got that a team that quit isn't making those plays. Yeah, listen, you had Jermaine Johnson looking kind of bad out there. I mean, Garrett had a great game. I don't know if this was maybe having confidence, knowing you're the starting quarterback, you had the energy, you know, throughout you know the game. But ultimately, Sean Tucker, man, he looked house. Maybe it's great that he now has someone who can help him with some rushing yards during and picking up the ground game because you could just 
tell he's given his all to that program. Yeah, and he just got put on. Bleacher Report did a uh, top 10 running backs in the country, and, and Sean Tucker slots in at number four. He's been fantastic for the Syracuse team. And he just was a late addition to the Maxwell list, too, for the most outstanding. It's like a pretty much like a junior Heisman, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he just was a, a late season addition to that list, too. So he's been one of the most impactful backs. But he's not going to be a guy that can carry the rock 30 times a game for you. You're going to need yeah. some help. And I think he's got some help with Schrader. And I think he's also got some help with Abdul Adams, who might take a couple carries, lighten the load on his shoulders. Would you argue that Sean is the best running back in the ACC, or would you get maybe tip that to Mateo Durant? I would probably go with Sean Tucker. I think he's working with a little bit less because there is no real threat of a passing game at Syracuse, and there isn't any threat from the offensive line as well. They did just get Chris Elmore back, who's been a really integral um fullback that that they use in the the running game so I think that's going to help but I think that Sean Tucker's working with less and he's doing a little bit more than Mateo Durant right now so I'm going to go with Sean Tucker Tyler I don't think you saw that Carolina UNC game I mean that Carolina (laughs) Duke game because if you're talking about working with less Mateo Durant gave his all and it just you were like okay Gunnar Homer let's throw something Mm, not quite (laughs) can't do it I'm gonna throw an interception (laughs) instead I'm gonna throw a short pass and (laughs) completely miss my receiver so I don't know about working with less there I don't know well look look at the the (laughs) offensive output for for Syracuse against FBS teams they have not thrown for more than 150 yards I believe it is so yeah as bad as you think it may be in Durham it is much worse up in central New York. All right, Blue Devil fans, if you're listening, just know that it can always get a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot to think about. So speaking of Mateo Durant, they have a great Coastal Division matchup in front of them. He has to play Georgia Tech's defense. I mean, I'm saying that because he probably has to carry the team on his back, right? And the Yellow Jackets are coming off a huge loss against Pittsburgh. What are your thoughts in terms of this Coastal matchup? Can Duke kind of gain confidence with possibly a win, or does Georgia Tech need to run over this Blue Devil team? I look at it as whoever can prevent more of the home run plays because you've got home run hitters on each side. Mateo Durant, you brought up with Duke. And then on the other side, Jeff Sims can make things happen with his arm and with his legs. The difference, the reason why Pitt had so much success against him, the throwing numbers were there for Jeff. About 362 touchdowns. Did have the two picks, but he could move the ball through the air. But they limited him in the ground game. He had 10 carries for only 38 yards. Those numbers were way different against UNC where he went 10 for 128 and three touchdowns. So I look at, I forgot Jeff is your guy. (laughs) I'm a Jeff guy. Yeah. You got to remember that Thursdays, Jeff Sims, you're going to get a a hefty dose of it on on the show, but no, it's going to be who can prevent the big plays, who can prevent the, the 30 yard, 40 yard chunk plays down the field. And Listen, both of these defenses, I think, are a little bit vulnerable in that regard. Um, right. Duke allows a lot of passing yards, uh, 13th in the in the conference in that regard. So it's going to be who can limit the big plays in this game. And I lean slightly that Georgia Tech will do a better job of that. For sure. And listen, Mateo Durant only had 19 carries on the day when they played Carolina the past weekend. And it just seemed as if it was working. And then they would just say, okay, let's see if Gunnar Holmberg can throw. Why? Why why are we trying to test that out here? It's like a media next play. It was all some coaching mistakes that I'm sure Coach Cutcliffe possibly will handle. They're playing at home. They just came off a game, their last game against Kansas. There was no fans because of winter break. So he made a plea and hopefully they have some energy because they're going to need that to play a Georgia Tech team again 
again, that's pissed off and trying to prove that they're not just some a couple games, a couple flashes here, they can get one off. And like I don't know what that says about Carolina's team either because they dominated Duke but still couldn't hold a candle to George Tech. But that's why it's the Coastal, right? Right. <laughs> Needless to say, it's just Every all week crazy. there's a new hero. <laughs> <laughs> and we love that about our troops. You know, yeah. we're all Marvel, Marvel magic over here. But we are going to talk about more coastal teams here in a second. After I remind you guys about Sweat Block, if you have not yet, you should try Sweat Block right. Sweat Block wipes. Okay, they are doctor created. More importantly, they are doctor created, doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. A Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry. You get your money back. Featured and tested on Rachel Ray's show by Firefighters. It's the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. And we all know how easy it is to get Amazon's number one because it's not, all right? It's also manufactured in the USA. So you can wear what you want with your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. If you or somebody you love is dealing with any sweat issues, you have to check out Sweat Block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com by using promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. All right, we're talk- talking to Tyler Aki here from Locked On Syracuse. We always have a fun Thursday show. We have a lot of good games here going into the weekend, and I want to just talk about the Coastal because it's crazy. But did you ever think that the Atlantic would be? We don't have any of the teams that you cover you know, currently playing this weekend, but did you think the Atlantic would be this spicy just before we go into our other games for the weekend? I don't think you can say that you did. I don't think anyone can say that they did unless you yeah. foresaw Clemson falling to the levels that they are right now. I mean, have they covered a spread this season? I'm trying to think through all the games. I don't think they have. <laughs> right, so right. yeah, I don't when either. it gets to the, it, unless you saw Clemson not being the Clemson Tigers that you're used to seeing, you can't not say that you saw this coming in the, in the Atlantic because it's a one dog race every single year. And right. this year, Listen, there's there's three or four teams that could challenge the Tigers this year. I mean, Tigers aren't even first in the division. They're not even second in the division right now. They're sitting third. They're sitting third yeah. in the conference. And I can't even believe, like, can't even believe we're having this conversation because preseason, all, all everyone talked about was it being Clemson and everybody else, right? Nobody I mean, didn't gave, we brush it off when yeah. we were doing our, our big preview? Like, it was, all right, who, anyone here, raise your hand if you have uh, someone other than Clemson. No one? All right, we're moving on. Exactly, exactly. And I'm just over here kind of like, wow, I love being wrong in this sense because I enjoy different matchups. I enjoy when new teams get a chance and guys get an opportunity to play these big games in the championships that we'll talk about here later in the show. I just really enjoy the atmosphere of, you know, new fan bases getting to like level on their teams a little bit harder or getting excited about the possibility of playing, you know, in December in Charlotte. But that's still so far away. And there's a big game in the Coastal coming up that I want to talk about. Virginia Tech, they are playing Notre Dame, right? It's going to be a huge matchup. Virginia Tech's coming off a bye week. Notre Dame is not who... Honestly, they're never who we say we are, but they're figuring out who they are as a program. This is a big prove-it game to me for the Hokies. What are your thoughts? Well, this is a big game. You can say the same on the other side, too. I know we don't affiliate ourselves with the Domers, but this is a sort of a, a rebound matchup for Notre Dame. They know the rest of the way they have to go undefeated if they want to be a part of this college football playoff conversation when it's all said and done at the end of the season so 
I would be looking at a Notre Dame team that's going to come out hungry. They're coming off of a tough loss against Cincinnati where they really got punched in the mouth in that game. Yeah. Really wasn't close for the majority of it. Um, but I look at Virginia Tech. What's one way that you can beat Notre Dame is with your discipline. Mm-hmm. They are the least penalized team in the country, that being Virginia Tech. And I know Justin Fuente gets a lot of crap from a lot of people, but when you see a team as disciplined as this, the fewest penalties in the entire country, that falls on coaching. And that is Justin Fuente getting his team ready. Not a lot of false starts with this team. Not a lot of illegal formations. Not a lot of dumb stuff after the whistle. That is on coaching. And I think Coach Fuente deserves a lot of credit for getting his guys ready every week for that. I know you absolutely listened to yesterday's show with AJ Black and you heard us being like, listen, if Virginia Tech messes around and wins the Coastal, we're going to have to have an apology tour from everybody but Tyler because (laughs) nobody has been high on Fuente. Everyone had him on the hot seat, low-key, except for you. So I want to give you your praise because you definitely have figured out whatever is going on there in Blacksburg. It's certainly something that we have to keep our eyes on. I think Birdmark... We've got eight weeks to screw it up for me. All right? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, this still early in the season right now. (laughs) (laughs) Burmeister's figuring out, though, that he is not a dual-threat quarterback. Like, he can just run, Mm. and that's great for him. But don't don't force the throws if you don't have to, especially when you have a guy like Kyle Hamilton on the other side of the field. Oh, he's he's so fun to watch. I mean, (laughs) listen, safeties are not high picks in the NFL draft. He's going to be an exception to to that rule because of how good he is on that back end. And to me, that is the biggest key in this game for Virginia Tech. Take care of the football because you can turn this into a defensive little rock fight here with Notre Dame. Fighting Irish are not a good offense this year. I mean, we, we've seen Jack Cohn. We've seen other guys come in for them. They're, they cannot move the ball right now, okay? Yeah. You can turn this into a defensive battle. One thing Notre Dame can do very well is force turnovers. 13 so far this season. That's sixth best in the entire country. But and, and here's the interesting stat with Notre Dame, okay? 94th in the country in total offense, all right? So that's like offensive yards. But 58th in the country in total defense, or in, in total scoring, I should say. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to the fact that your defense creates a lot of short fields for you so you can score the football, but you're not necessarily going to rack up a ton of yards. I look at it as this Notre Dame team, if they can turn over Virginia Tech and make Braxton Burmeister make some bad plays, force some throws here or there, Notre Dame's going to come away with this one pretty easily, I think. But if Virginia Tech can take care of the football, then guess what? You're going to have yourself a ball game. The advantage for the Hokies is the fact that it's 7.30 at night in Blacksburg, right? Mm -hmm. You are playing. Oh, it's going to be rocking. knows how to be quiet. Interstatement is going to be rolling. I just feel like Notre Dame, I'm sure, I mean, they are plenty of times have been into high-pressured, volatile environments, but there's just nothing like Blacksburg. Carolina figured that out real quickly at the start of the season, right? But I think ultimately, I'm going to give this one to the Hokies, and I can't even believe I'm saying that because I don't want them to win for like personal reasons, but also <laughs> I do want Fuente to probably get a little more praise, and I think that he deserves what he's done for this team. I mean, we saw them fight back in games that normally people are like wrote off the Hokies. They are not really that strong team, but they've proven themselves worthy of getting a little more praise than we certainly had done in the start of this season. All right. I forgot about an Atlantic division team that you covered Louisville. I apologize. They're playing Virginia. And I don't want to not talk about the Cardinals. I got an opportunity to see them play. I saw Malik Cunningham with my own two eyes. And, man, Batman can roll. They played Wake Forest. It was a very uh, touchy game 
right? We had some play calls where everyone hates the ACC refs and it shows, okay, it's fine, <laughs> right? You live to see another down. Don't leave it. Don't leave one player possession to the refs. And that's not really what makes or breaks the game, all that good stuff, right? But they're playing Virginia, a Virginia team that has a, a decent, okay, horrible defense, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking, can Malik versus Brendan Armstrong, is it going to be a shootout or battle of like strengths in terms of run game? What do you see for this action going on here? Saturday? Well, our friends over at betonline.ag are going with the shootout here. Total right okay. now, 69 and a half for this team. Louisville, a two and a half point favorite right now, which shows you everything you need to know. They think it's going to be high scoring and they think it's going to be close. Yeah. And I'm excited for these two offenses. This is the game I'm circling this week. This is my game of the week in the ACC. We Again, very thin slate. But this is the one I've got my eyes on for this upcoming week. I, I look at it. Here's the interesting thing that I find with this game, okay? These are Wake Forest's last two opponents. Mm. Big difference in what happened here, though. Louisville ended up losing by three in their, in their game. Virginia lost by 17. But the numbers look about the same here. Right. Louisville, 522 yards of offense. Virginia, 506 yards of offense. But here's the difference. Virginia was one-dimensional. 407 yards through the air. 99 on the ground. Louisville, 309 yards through the air, 213 on the ground. And what happens when you have good offensive balance? You're going to have more points that way. Louisville with 34 points, Virginia with just 17 against Wake Forest. So it just shows whichever team is going to come out, have a little more offensive balance in this game, I think is going to come out winning. And I think it's going to be Louisville. I think they've, they've got the counterpart and they've got the better defense in this game as well. Yeah, listen, Jalen Mitchell, uh, Louisville Cardinal running back, he was something, someone who definitely countered well with Malik Cunningham. But I'm thinking that, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to how Virginia can respond to Louisville because Louisville is going to put up the points, right? They yeah. are absolutely going to stay in this game. And Brendan Armstrong is going to have to respond damn near every possession, as you said, based on bet on Which he's capable of doing. And he is <laughs> every yeah. single time without hesitation. So to me, I think EVA's defense is looking for that first game where they say, okay, I know you guys have all been talking junk about us, but, you know, we can uh, prove ourselves worthy. We thought it was the Miami game, but it really just came down to a shank punt. So I think that ultimately Virginia is still looking for that opportunity to show his defense worthy. And I hopefully it'll be during this matchup. But based on some predictions, it looks like defense isn't, may not show up on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> also worth noting, too, Virginia has had the, the couple extra days of rest and prep time, too, because they played, what was it, the Thursday game against Miami yeah. last week? So a little yeah. bit of extra time with them as well. So something I, I'm looking forward to in this game. It, I think this is a great matchup. This is, again, the ACC is never going to have the banner matchup this year, ABC 7 o'clock, but they're going to have some fun matchups that uh, they feel like Big 12-ish almost, where a lot of offense, a lot of high-powered teams, a lot of teams that can move the football. So uh, I'm, I, this is my the one I'm circling this week. Get you to pay attention, but we know it's only week six. However, there is some rumblings that we might know who is going to be playing in December in Charlotte championship matchups. I want to talk to you about who are the two teams you think out of each division are set to go to Charlotte. You know, it's still early, but hey, why not have some early predictions, right? <laughs> I'm going to remind you of that after I talk about my favorite here one place where if you are traveling you're going to these away games you want to make sure you're all set you have got to get rock auto it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer save time and money when using rock auto why spend up to 
even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to Rock Auto right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated interface, site, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one sport for source. There it is for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wrapping up today's show here with Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Make sure you follow his show. He is both on wherever you get podcasts and YouTube. So great content there. I love listening to those guys, especially when they get the feedback from their fans. It's always my favorite part because <laughs> your fans are interesting. They're they get angry. <laughs> They're very irritable lately. Very irritable. You would think you would be happy. I mean, I, I get some close losses, but hey, like there's definitely more wins than you thought you'd have. I don't know. Maybe maybe no, they I mean, had higher expectations. The win total heading into the season from betonline.ag was three. You're at three okay. right now. Okay. okay. You got to pick up one against an ACC that quite frankly has been down from what we expected this season. I, I feel like they're going to go over, but you look at all these ACC power rankings, the final seven games are like the top seven teams in the conference that Syracuse is going to have to take down. So it's a hard schedule left ahead. It's, but some, somebody's going to get taken down. Someone is either going to quote unquote play down or get caught slipping. And I think yeah. that's, that's going to give you know Syracuse that fourth. A lot of people are hoping it's another Friday <laughs> night against Clemson. It could, it could happen again. That would be that could would happen be, again. Very beatable Clemson team. So oh yeah, you know, never mm-hmm. put it past them. But. Speaking of getting down to the wire, you know, the season's going to come to an end. And there's two teams that are going to be facing off for the ACC championship. And right now, as it stands, we'll love to know, and for the Atlantic side, who do you have going to Charlotte? Okay, so when I looked at the entire conference here, and and I will start with the Atlantic because that's the way you're directing me here, but I crossed off a couple teams, just some teams that – we're not going to see. I like. I, I don't know what you want me to do, whatever, but we will not see these teams in Charlotte in December. Okay. All right? Here are the four I'm crossing off so far. Please. Syracuse will not be there. Florida State will not be there. Georgia Tech will not be there. And Duke will not be there. Those are the okay. teams right now that I think I, I'm pretty confident we will not Fair. see playing in the ACC championship. I've pretty much tiered everyone else. Okay, I've got strong contenders in contention and on the doorstep right now. Um, and homework, homework. I, okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've got a toughest remaining schedules, easiest remaining schedules, all that stuff. Everything's getting put into the calculus here. So the strong contenders that I have right now out of the Atlantic, I'm looking at Wake Forest and NC State. I mean, Wake's out and dashing right now. I mean, three and zero in the conference. And the highest rated team in the ACC, we are in week six right now, and they are the highest rated team out of the conference. It's not pretty at 19, but you'll take it. Um, 
And the other only other ranked team right now is NC State, who, of course, has the big win over Clemson right now. They're the only two remaining undefeateds within the conference. So at least in ACC play right now. But Wake right. Forest, what they've done is most impressive because they've already knocked off three. And sure, they've got a tough game against UNC later in the season. But guess what? That's a non-conference game. That doesn't – remember this. There is a non-conference matchup between North Carolina and Wake Forest later on this season, and I think they're doing it again next year too because they want to up the competition. They want to bring in bigger gate revenues. They don't want to have to pay some team to come in, but it's not going to hurt them against their schedule, against their um, their conference record, which is a very interesting right. little twist for later on this season. But I, right. I really like what I see out of Wake right now. I think this is going to be a season where offense will rule. You're seeing the teams that can put up points – as long as the defense isn't a total dumpster fire, the teams that put up points are the ones that are winning in the ACC right now. Wake Forest is doing a really good job of that with Sam Hartman. Listen, I'm not arguing with you. I think that Wake Forest is the team to beat based on how they responded so well at home against Louisville when Louisville was giving them everything they had, right? I think it really just showed me the kind of maturity that Sam Hartman has had. Yeah. He doesn't get flustered the way he used to, and Coach Clausen really hyped on that, harped on that, saying, you know, he threw an interception. He said, you know, oh, damn, we keep it pushing, right? It's not right. flustered. I'm getting too mad at myself. And you, that just shows levels of maturity that we didn't see. Then you also had Christian Bill Smith, who yes, Christian Bill Smith, who was hurt and couldn't exactly give him the same run game as they're used to having. So Sam delivered, right? He used his legs when he couldn't necessarily yeah. use his arm. So I think that just shows to me offensively what Wake Forest is trying to do. But more importantly, defensively, they were right there, right in there with him. They started out kind of sluggish, but ended up, you know, coming through. I think they're one of the more complete teams because you look at special teams, which nobody really talks about in college football. Skiba mm. is a great kicker. Yeah, <laughs> right? he is. That's in the <laughs> ACC right now. Yeah, someone you can guarantee and call up and say, hey, I just need this kick real quick. Cool. I'm going about my merry way. Can't say that for everybody. So, no, I completely agree there. But I think NC State, honestly, they control their own destiny, like in a big way, because they do. you don't know what team you're going to get. Right. You see a Mississippi a team versus Mississippi State and they get caught sleeping at the wheel and they can't quite get in, get in it offensively. But you also see a team that is battle tested against Louisiana Tech and figures it out. Right. Also, the huge win against Clemson, getting right. that monkey off your back. How do you not have the confidence that you can't beat everybody? And if you don't, we have bigger issues. Right. We need to start <laughs> seeing some therapists. Yeah. We got to work some stuff out because you've now beaten the one team that everyone told you you couldn't for so long. And that's the thing is that Clemson game, that's the ace up your sleeve right now because when it all comes down to it, if you're going to be in a battle with Clemson, all you got to do is go step for step with them now the rest of the way because you have the tiebreaker. And if Clemson goes in and beats Wake Forest later this season, you're, you're holding the best card in the deck right now with that win over Clemson early in the season because that is the most valuable tiebreaker at this point in the year. Absolutely. All right. For the coastal side, what you got for me? All right. So the strong contenders I have right now, I've got the two undefeateds at the top in Pitt and Virginia Tech, and I've got uh, North Carolina as the team that is in contention as well. I have Virginia and Miami on the doorstep. I'm not very... I, I don't have a lot of faith, though, in either of those programs to really. Not Mr. Manny Diaz needs to be out the door. You, have no faith. <laughs> you can't have any faith in Miami. No, but I, I'm not willing to write them off yet because it's only been one ACC game. Again, if I had to put money on it right now, I'd imagine they're not going to be there. I, I think I like. I don't think Derek King's coming back. 
That too. I mean, in, and that's, a, again, another thing to, again, we're only like three or four games into the ACC slate for a number of these teams. Some of them have right. only even played one game in the ACC so far. Injuries yeah. happen. And I'd yeah. imagine they'll start to pile up once we get to November, especially late October, November. That's when you start to see guys hit the shelves and stuff like that. So um, I, I look at Pitt and I, I see them and I talk about them the same way that I do with Wake Forest in the fact that they've got a quarterback that can move the ball. Listen, that loss against Western Michigan is not Kenny Pickett's fault, okay? He put up, what, 35 points in that game? You should win games when you're putting up 35 points, especially for a team that, for the most part, with Pitt, has had a defensive identity under Pat Narduzzi, too. So I'm looking at Pitt as sort of the Wake Forest of the Coastal right now. They've got a strong, competent quarterback who's been there for a long time as well, a lot of experience, and... Hey, you know what? Kenny Pickett right now, not a lot of people across the nation are talking about what he's done. What is it, a 20-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio he's rocking right now? I mean, that's Heisman-level stuff. And I don't feel yeah. like we're talking about him for as a potential Heisman candidate enough. If Pitt keeps on winning, he might work his way into that conversation. It feels very Joe Burrow-esque to me as a guy who he's been there a long time. He's taken advantage of some extra years at college. And all of a sudden he's putting up these huge numbers just because he's 24 years old and everyone else he's going up against is 18 to 22. We don't talk enough about his hair. I mean, we gave so much credence <laughs> to Trevor Lawrence. Like why does he have a Pantene pro V kind of, you know, yeah. whatever commercial going head and shoulders. I'm sure that's <laughs> in the works, right? Flicking it back. Well, what? Like, Troy from, I mean, he made his dough out in, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Come on, bring along the local kid from, uh, from Pitt University. You guys share Heinz Field. They absolutely should get an NIL deal worked out in that regard. But no, I do agree that Kenny has done everything for that team. He actually put up, I believe, 41 against Western Michigan. And, you know, Western oh, so Michigan I'm shortchanging him now. I'm sorry, Kenny. <laughs> no, but it's all good. They literally, you know, defense took a took an L on that one. But I think Pitt is scary because the way they handled Georgia Tech, right? Everyone gave them flack about and they're not playing a defensively strong team yet. And then boom, they said, All right, bet, say less. We're gonna put up five touchdowns on you yeah. and let, make you eat your words. And that's something that's a scary sight for a team that nobody really believes in as much same way we've got given all this sugar to Carolina, right? That's just not what we see in the pit, but it's high time we pay attention. And I do also believe that, you know, at the end of the day, Carolina is another team that gets in its own way. Virginia Tech is a team that can get in its own way. So it's all about mm -hmm. who can mentally be strong during this middle set. Because, I mean, when you get to me down to those last couple of weeks, it's, it's pretty much set here with these, with this with this bunch, right? This yeah, October is where you weed teams out, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Because injuries pile play. up, guys, guys start checking out at a certain point if things aren't going their way, and you just see people's true colors once you get into ACC play. You're going to see a lot of things revealed about this conference these next couple of weeks. And the teams that I'm looking forward to, seeing how they respond to a couple of scenarios here, I've got Virginia Tech, I've got Clemson, and I've got Boston College. Because okay. Boston College right now is a team that a lot of hype, and, and it seemed like Dennis Grozel was doing an all right job. He went in and, and played a nice game against Mizzou, but I need to see a little bit more out of some of these teams on each side, and you're going to reveal a lot about them these next couple of weeks. 
Listen, Dennis Grossell, I hope you are walking around campus with a football in your hand and anytime it drops, you just fall on it and that's it, right? Don't try to make another ball. Don't play hero ball. That is not your game, son. That's all right. That is totally fine. Listen, Tyler, it's always fun to talk with you about this conference. It's crazy. We all know it, but week six is going to be fun. I feel like there's some great games. And as we look ahead, I look forward to connecting with you more. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Yeah, you can check us out every single weekday. Locked on Syracuse, myself and Tim Leonard. You can follow the show at LO underscore Syracuse. Also subscribe to it on YouTube as well. And then you can find myself at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. No doubt. Well, I can't believe it's already Thursday, which no, which you know it means Freestyle Friday is on the way. Drizzy Drake is going to hold it down. We've got some betting action to get you pumped to four week six matchups. We're going to continue rolling here. Hey, it's going to be crazier and crazier. So don't don't you know lose on us yet. We feel like we have a lot more to share. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And until next time, you are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.